right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane here with you, my good buddy, Rich Hill, trying to follow up what may have been the craziest week one in NFL history with an equally crazy week two. We will see what happens tonight when the Giants and the Washington football team, led by Taylor Hinkie, kick off at 8.20 p.m. Lots to get to. The Patriots are looking to rebound off a pretty tough but very positive loss to the Dolphins. They're playing the Jets this Sunday at 1 p.m. But first off, Rich Hill, how are you, man? I am doing well. I am excited for this week two of football because I think that there are a lot of really good games taking place this week. And I, I just remember back to last season, we were looking at all of the different teams and weeks, and we're just like, oh, like a pretty pretty bad sort of matchup sort of situation here. And I'm excited about this week. I mean, you mentioned Patriots-Jets, which is always going to be a fun game. Uh, but you have Bills and Dolphins, which is going to be good. You have 49ers and the Eagles, which are two teams that really stood out last week. Uh, you have the Raiders and the Steelers, owners of to the two biggest upsets of last week in my mind. Raiders beat the Ravens, uh, Steelers beat the Bills, so you know, they beat the second and third best prognosticated teams in the conference, uh, and they're going head-to-head. You have Titans-Seahawks, you have Chiefs-Ravens, uh, and then you also have, capping off the week, Lions-Packers, which is always a classic. Alec, as you're looking around week two, what are you feeling? Tell you, man, I never thought I'd say this, but based on what happened between each team last week, this Lions-Packers Week 2 matchup could potentially dictate the rest of the season for one of these two teams. Uh, the Packers got absolutely destroyed by the Saints, 38-3. to The Lions were getting blown out by the Niners. They tried them out to come back. It didn't quite work out. I don't think it's ever a good thing to say Week 2 is the make-or-break year, but you never want to start 0-2, and... Who knows with this team? I have no clue to expect with that one. Oh, yeah, totally. And, I mean, like, if the Packers don't do well here, they're going to be 0-2. Not many 0-2 teams make the playoffs, never mind compete. So, I mean, Rodgers was kind of talking his way off the team this past offseason. Maybe this would accelerate that timeline, and I could see a certain team, not sure explicitly who, but maybe a, a team uh, in the AFC uh, being potentially interested in trying to trade for him, try to acquire for him. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that there would start to be a little bit more whispers in that space. Um, but for me, game of the week that I'm looking for is the the Raiders against the Steelers. I know Chiefs-Ravens has the chance to be a classic. It could be like a 50-49 to 49 sort of a situation. But I think the Raiders and Steelers game is going to be on my radar because I think Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league, which is weird to say because I don't think he stands out in any way. I don't think he's spectacular. But I, I think that when we look back upon his career, people will be like, you kind of like that Philip Rivers-esque kind of guy. You know, you, you look at his figures, he kind of ranks in the, the 5 to 10 spot in almost every single category over the course of his career since he's been, like, really good. He was, like, that dark horse MVP candidate, like, three, four years ago before he suffered that season-ending injury. And I think he's just been a quality, consistent player. Uh, and on the other sideline, you have Ben Roethlisberger, definitely on the downturn of his career for the Steelers. And I, I think that this will be one of the opportunities for Carr to really emphasize his place atop the AFC. You know, they, they beat the Ravens. That was great. I think uh, another great win for them could be against the Steelers team. Yeah, those are, those are it's a great matchup. And who'd have thought? Again, who'd have thought might be the theme of this NFL 2021 season? <laughs> who the hell saw that result coming? We will see. I never thought Titans-Seahawks would be an intriguing game. But you're 100% right it is. Uh, the one I'm obviously watching is the other AFC East divisional game, the Bills and the Dolphins. Dolphins coming off a clutch win, I'll call it, against the Patriots due to that 
goal line slash red zone fumble from Damian Harris. The Bills dropped one to the Steelers. I'm sure the Bills looking to rebound. A lot of offseason hype around Buffalo. A lot of people talking they'd be the eighth representative in the Super Bowl. Who the hell knows? But the Bills taking on the Dolphins could mean if the Patriots beat the Jets, three of the four teams in the AFC are one and one, which is a good thing to have. Yep, totally. And I think that the Patriots would love to see the Dolphins win, to be honest. I think that the Bills have more upside than the Dolphins do, even though I have always said that the Dolphins are a contender. I think that, uh, you know, it's early in the year, but it's always nice to have the Patriots, uh, you know, maybe build some distance from the Bills if the Patriots are able to win and the Bills lose on the road. Uh, because I do think that the Dolphins will kind of come back down to earth. And I do think that from what we saw in week one against the Patriots, the Patriots are just a better team than the Dolphins. Uh, and even though they fumbled it away and they lost, I think that the Patriots have more potential. And I would love for them to show this potential on the road against the Jets. And so, Alec, let's break down the Patriots offense against the Jets defense. So I'm going to I'm gonna kind of highlight some of the names on this Jets defense. Uh, and the game we're going to play here is I have no idea who they are. Uh, so we can look at this defense and say, we know Marcus May. He's their team captain. We know their CJ Mosley because he played on the Ravens. Uh, he signed a huge top of the market deal with the, the Jets two years ago, I guess three seasons ago. And he's played three games for them. Uh, and then you have Quinn and Williams, who is one of their top players, uh, top draft picks a couple years ago. But I'm going to go ask uh, a couple of their other players. Uh, Michael Carter, too. Uh, have you ever heard of him before? Are you sure that's not like a sequel to a, a, a movie ripoff or something? That's no, totally uh, Vin Diesel is the lead uh, in that yes. one. Uh, you have Bryce Hall. Uh, Bryce Hall sounds like a guy I drank with in college I didn't like very much. <laughs> Delshawn Phillips. Hall of Fame name, Delshawn Phillips, but I've never heard of that guy either. <laughs> uh, Brandon Eccles. Uh, Brandon Eccles sounds like he was roommates with Bryce Hall, so no. <laughs> so these are players that played 55% or more of the defensive snaps for the, the Jets here. And we can also throw in... Uh, John Franklin Myers uh, as a defensive end for them. Um, basically, the point is, no idea who any of these players <laughs> are. This is not a good defense. This is a defense that uh, held a not very good Panthers team to 19 points, so good for them. Uh, but I, I, this is not a team that has any real talent across the, the defensive side of it. And so when you have the Patriots, and I think Mac Jones has a lot of potential, I'm looking at this Jets defense and saying, where is their strength? And Quinnen Williams is easily their best player. Uh, and so the Patriots have and probably will just run away from him when he's on the line of scrimmage. Uh, and then they'll just target their secondary because Michael Carter the second, Brandon Eccles, they're fifth and sixth round rookies. And they are playing huge snaps in the secondary. Uh, and so if I am Josh McDaniels, if I am Mac Jones, I'm going to try and target the heck out of these guys. Uh, and, and honestly, you know, try and stretch the sidelines away from Quinn and Williams, but really have Mac Jones have the opportunity to take over this game. You know, it's funny, Rich. I feel like all offseason you're talking about no matter who's the starter, whether it's Cam Newton, whether it's Mac Jones, the Patriots are going to be a run-first team. They have the good tight end. They have a strong offensive line. They have arguably the best backfield in the league. Even after the Sony Michelle trade, I'd still argue that point. However, and I, I think that the, the Patriots ran the ball very well against the Dolphins. Uh, however, it sounds to me like you are, you've are you seen enough out of Mac Jones in that one-week game against the Dolphins to feel comfortable giving him the reins a little bit 
allowing him to throw the ball, air it out, and do something that you and I may have argued they shouldn't do at all, which is put the game on his shoulders and allow Jones to do it. Is that, that's, is that fair? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say they should abandon the run completely because this is still not a good defensive line of the Jets. I would say their talent is definitely there. Sheldon Rankins and Quinton Williams are, are two pretty strong defensive linemen. Uh, Shaq Lawson is a pretty good edge player. Uh, and so they're they're not devoid of talent up front, but they still are very vulnerable there. And so if I'm the Patriots, I would definitely run behind our, our left side of the line uh, with Isaiah Wynn, Michael Odwenu, uh, and, and David Andrews and try and catch capitalize on the fact that you can just run away from Quinn and Williams, give them the JJ Watt game plan where you just go against everyone else and you can have a lot of success there uh, and add in a tight end to chip against him and you'll be fine. And so I, I think that you can definitely and should definitely run the ball to soften this defense because Mac Jones can and will be able to capitalize in the passing game. You know, all it takes is one broken bit of coverage. And I think that this Jets team is ripe to make some sort of a mistake for Mac Jones to capitalize on with the deep pass to Nelson Aguilar or for Kendrick Bourne or for any of these tight ends to really just break free of some of the potential miscommunication that is likely to happen with these very young players in the secondary and very inexperienced players in the secondary. And so, it's not that the Patriots should go uh, pass first, but they should definitely be pass interested in a way that they weren't necessarily as interested in week one against the Dolphins and their very elite secondary. <laughs> I don't know if pass interested is a term that's been used before, Rich, but I love it. <laughs> I, I, would, I would go to the trademark office and file that. There's a run first, there's a pass first, there's a run interested and a pass interested. I think you've built a whole new terminology. So, so good work there. Again, honestly, I, I love this opportunity. I think, you know, the Jets are not a good team. If the Patriots were to lose this game, uh, we may have to recalibrate our expectations based on week one. This really is a good chance for Mac Jones to continue building confidence. He showed he can hang. He had great things to say, the way he conducted himself. I think on the heels of a loss, is everything you want to hear out of a young quarterback. And if he can win the game on his arm, maybe not exclusively, as you mentioned, but if he can throw for a couple of touchdowns and he go deep, he didn't really go deep that much uh, against the Dolphins at all. If he can make a connect on a deep, deep crossing pattern or whatever, uh, that'll, that'll really, really bode well for his ability to kind of run this offense, uh, which is actually why I think it will start and stop with the, the offensive line though. Uh, I think Trent Brown probably going to play. We're still not hundred percent sure yet, but that calf looks like it's going to be fine. But this is, I think, going to be a big day for the interior uh, offensive line. So I'm going to go with David Andrews as my offensive X factor, allowing him to call out the blocking schemes, allowing him to shift and be the captain of the offensive line he's known to be. Since the Jets aren't that talented along the defensive front, they're probably going to utilize a lot of those more confusing packages, maybe a lot of blitzes, try and confuse another rookie. Hopefully David Andrews can be there to help call up the cadence, help out his quarterback a little bit, make sure his offensive line gels a little more. You mentioned in our last podcast, Rich, how when Trent Brown went down, it was more difficult for the offensive line to really gel and get a, get a rhythm going, and that was 100% true. So hopefully David Andrews can step it up and allow Mac Jones to do his thing. Totally. I like that. I mean, I think that's definitely a real opportunity. Um, I, I think that they will need to have a strong offensive line plan in order to win. Um, I'm going to go with a skill player here. Uh, and I am a little bit torn. I don't know if I'm going with Damian Harris. I don't know if I'm going with James White. I don't know if I'm going with J.J. Taylor, who I expect to get elevated, uh, probably to play over Ramondre Stevenson after Stevenson's fumbling issues. And I think Taylor could have that opportunity to be this guy. But you look at this Carolina Panthers team and you say, how did they beat this Jets team? 
You look at Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey had 98 rushing yards and 89 receiving yards. And so you need to put the ball in your running back's hand because there's no way this Jets team is going to be able to stop them. And because of uh, McCaffrey's success in the passing game, that's kind of why I'm leaning towards James White. But, you know, McCaffrey really did a great job on the ground. So maybe it's Damien Harris or, you know, J.J. Taylor can do a little bit of both. So maybe it's him. I, I am not sure, but you look at the fact that Christian McCaffrey had 187 yards from scrimmage, and you think that, okay, well, the Patriots are absolutely going to try and replicate that. And so maybe those trio running backs are each going to have their own individual role, like trying to simulate McCaffrey, but that's absolutely what's going to happen. I, I'd say that my X factor is going to come down to the Patriots running backs more so than the receivers or their tight ends or anything like that. It's going to be one of the Patriots running backs just really taking over the game uh, and having the standout game of their career. Which would be great because that'll be a lot of clock control. I won't ask Mac Jones to do too much while he may be capable of it. If you can go to that bread and butter, I, I am all for that, Rich. Uh, so, again, the Jets are not that strong on the defensive side of the ball. I would personally go over and correlate that to the offensive side of the ball as well. <laughs> um, Zach Wilson looked okay, I guess, in his debut. He's not looking as good as Mac Jones, but he looked okay, I suppose. The Panthers were able to stymie him. I think he had two touchdowns and a pick on the day. But looking at this Jets offense – we can also play who the hell is that guy game pretty well. The only guy we all should know pretty well is, is Braxton Berrios, former <laughs> slot receiver. But other than that, there's not a lot of talent on this Jets team at all. Yeah, totally. I, I like Corey Davis at wide receiver. I think that he had a lot of potential. He definitely live, did not live up to his draft expectation with the Titans. But I think that he is a very solid receiver. He had 97 yards and two touchdowns. So he's definitely going to be Zach Wilson's top target out there. And so if I'm the Patriots and I'm playing the matchup game, that's who J.C. Jackson gets to cover with safety help. Because, as you said, there's not a lot of other talent around. Uh, and, you know, they're dealing with injuries. Mechie Becton, their starting left tackle, is out. Uh, they put Marcus Moses out there. Uh, or Sorry, Morgan Mogus, Moses out there as the, his replacement. They have not a great offensive line. They rely on a very, very young player uh, in Elijah Vera Tucker as one of their starting guards. They have Connor McGovern at center. George Fant, who was not a very good tackle uh, for the Seahawks a while ago as their other tackle. Um, and then they have uh, Greg Van Rotten as their other guard. So there's your who's who of I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you have Tyler Croft as their starting tight end. Uh, you have a running back. It's... Uh, who knows? Uh, no, it's Ty Johnson, who is like, uh, <laughs> yeah. who like he's not super successful with them. They have Tevin Coleman kind of spelling him a little bit, um, but they're splitting snaps in the backfield. The only real player out there is Corey Davis, right? And, you know, Elijah Moore is a very good prospect, second round pick out of Ole Miss this year. I think he has a lot of potential, but it's his second game. He had negative four yards for the Jets, uh, or sorry, negative three yards for the Jets uh, in the opening week. So he did not produce much. And so when you look at how are you going to match things up, <sighs> honestly, you put J.C. Jackson against Corey Davis. Uh, I imagine that they're going to put Jalen Mills, uh, who's been their slot guy, against Braxton Berrios. And then with Elijah Moore, you'll put Jonathan Jones on him. There's your trio in the secondary. Uh, you put Kyle Duggar against Tyler Croft. And then you'll have a, a, you know, Adrian Phillips at that linebacker spot. Because this is not a good Jets team. Patriots should win this one hat on hat and then be able to really rush the quarterback and disrupt Zach Wilson. And so that's why my X factor is going to be Matt Judon. Uh, you know, not a big surprising name there, but I, I think that he had a very successful outing last game. Uh, 
but I think that he has the opportunity to really take this game over with the Jets missing their starting left tackle. Uh, and I think that Uche will be there, Van Noy will be there, but Judon has to lead the charge for this pass rush that can really disrupt the game for Zach Wilson and help the Patriots defense both capitalize on turnover opportunities and run away with the game. Yeah, should be a massive day for Matt Judon. I can see him totally just taking over this game, especially the way the Patriots lined him up all over that front seven uh, against the Dolphins. He, he should be primed. Whatever side they tried to maybe make the strong side, they can just audible him over. And just him and Josh Uche are going to be a very formidable pairing in 2021. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Duggar as my X Factor. I was thinking about Adrian Phillips possibly because they play similar roles, but Kyle Duggar's more of kind of a run thumper. I can see the Jets trying to utilize the tight ends a little bit as some outlet receivers. Not a very strong tight end room. Their best tight end is probably Ryan Griffin, if I had to guess. The other two are Daniel Brown and Tyler Croft. So they have a lot of older, more experienced kind of journeyman tight ends, but nobody nobody too crazy. I believe t- Trevon Wesco is on there too, I believe. But yeah, no one's really going to stand out. So I don't really worry about the tight ends and coverage as much, but as an outlet, as a kind of a wrinkle, uh, I imagine that some combination of Duggar and Phillips will be covering those guys, but more as a kind of safety hybrid linebacker to run up the middle, especially if they're utilizing Judon, as you mentioned, along the edges to help the pass rush. Duggar can be that guy that just prevents them from going up the middle too long and, and making that transition between the tight end position and the, and the offensive front line. Yeah, totally. I, I like that. I think this will be a game where the Patriots have to really capitalize on turnover opportunities. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets tried to shrink the field and say, all right, we're going to just do a lot of checkdowns as much as possible. We're going to see what Tua did with the Dolphins and see that our running backs have the opportunity to catch the ball. Uh, and so therefore, that's where Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman could really stand out. That said, they don't really have a lot uh, of proven ability in that backfield. So I, I think that the Patriots are in the right situation where they can out-talent the Jets here. Uh, and hopefully the Patriots can win this one. Uh, because if they don't, they are very much deserving of that last place spot in the AFC East. For sure. Because, again, if the Patriots lose this one, uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, but again, I, I, I personally have a funny feeling that the entire AFC East, except for the Jets, are going to be one and one at the end of this week, so which kind of um, maybe hints or gives away my personal prediction. However, Rich, since you have yet to lose the prediction game starting Ooh. in the preseason, despite my best efforts, you picked the Dolphins to win 24-20. to I had the Pats winning 20-17, to which they should have done if Damian Harris had just held on to the ball. I have gotten almost exactly right, but that's all right. That's not the way it works. So Patriots are going to New York to play the Jets this Sunday at 1 p.m. You get first pick, Rich. What do you got? Yeah, uh, well, I'm going with the Patriots on this one. I think that the Patriots are the better team. I think that they have more talent across the board on both offense and defense and on special teams. And so I expect them to win in all three phases of the game. That said, I expect the Jets to, you know, get some points of their own. So I'm going with the Patriots winning this one 24 to 13. Patriots 24, Jets 13 from Rich Hill. I like that. It's an 11-point win. Hopefully it's a comfortable win. Uh, I think the Patriots win this one running away, honestly. I think there's going to be maybe a, a big kick return, maybe a pick six. I think this is going to be a, a pretty big blowout, in my opinion. I think the Patriots actually score 31 points in this one. Jets score 14 points. And the, and, the, and the last touchdown comes in garbage time. I think it's going to be over from the start. It'll be a nice, relaxing win for them. Yeah. Well, I'd love to see that happen. Uh, we'll have all the information you need on patspulpit.com. Uh, we'll be breaking down this game afterwards for next week. Alec, do you have any final thoughts prepping for week two of the NFL season? 
In the words of somebody I know, for the Jets just end the season, even though it's only week two. Sucks for you guys. <laughs> well, I hope that the Patriots can live up to this, because uh, it'll be very disappointing if not. Uh, well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, buddy. Later, man. Bye, man.